Hi, and welcome to Building a Business That Lasts. My name is Jay Owen, your host on a quest towards stories, tips, and ideas to help you avoid being worn out, stressed out, and ready to quit in business. On this episode, I have a special edition. I'm going to be sharing my full-length keynote from the recent Social Media Day in Jacksonville. It's about a little bit less than a 30-minute talk on surviving and thriving in a constantly changing social media world. So if you feel like you're having a hard time keeping up with business, keeping up with technology, keeping up with social media, this talk is for you. Without any further ado, here's my talk from Social Media Day Jacksonville 2018. So who remembers that? This is good. These are like my people. I'm feeling better now. So what's so crazy about that is it wasn't that long ago. That's how we connected to the internet. We literally sat and waited through that every single time we wanted to connect. And in the mail or magazines, we would get little things we called CDs. And it would have like 500 free minutes of AOL. Who used more free trials than they should have? Okay. That's what I thought. And so what I want to remind you of today is something really important. We've spent a lot of time, and we'll spend a lot of time, talking about really tactical, in the dirt, getting things done, understanding analytics, understanding metrics, understanding how algorithms are changing, and those things are exceptionally important. But one thing that's also important is getting above it all and realizing where we've come from and where we're going Because a lot of times we can get so stressed out in the moment of being so worried about all these tiny little details and we're missing the big picture. One of the things that Gary Vaynerchuk talks about a lot, which I love, is this idea of clouds and dirt. He says the middle is kind of useless, but the dirt is where we get things done. We get down and we get things done. And the clouds is where we visualize the future, where we figure out where we're going, where we dream big. So I want to talk today about surviving and thriving because I feel like There may be a few of you who feel already a little bit overwhelmed with all the information that you've gotten. There have been some amazing speakers already, haven't there? What Carlos and the team have done by bringing uh, some amazing speakers here to Jacksonville is you're getting to see uh, information and talent from all over the country. But man, it can feel a little bit stressful and overwhelming. What do I do next? What's the next most important thing? How do I get through all this? Not only just how do I survive, but how do I thrive in this environment. So that's what we're going to talk about today. When you look at these four companies, they have a lot in common. They were both at some point the kings of their industries. When I started building websites, I was 12 years old. It was basically the beginning of the internet. Yahoo was the king. I mean, nobody was going to supplant Yahoo as the king of search on the internet. Google was just something used by a couple of college kids kids and a bunch of geeks. How's that worked out? Pretty well, for Google anyway. I don't know about Yahoo. Blockbuster, not necessarily a technology company, but replaced by technology for sure. A lot of us here, if you are familiar with that AOL sound, a lot of you also spend a lot of Friday nights walking around looking for the next video, and then you found the one you, everybody finally agreed on, and the copy wasn't in stock. Right? Everybody's done that before. My children won't know what that's like. We, I have five little ones, as he said. They range in age from five years old to 13. Everybody say a little prayer for me. I'm about to enter into teenage land. So 
I made it through toddlerhood, and, and now I'm into teenage land, so we'll see. My oldest is a great kid. But, but my kids will never experience that, and more so, we were staying at a beach house. Uh, we do this big company thing called Workcation in the summer. I take my whole staff on vacation, and back in the day, we took all the kids, too. And we're staying at a beach house. My kids have never had cable. They don't know what it is. And so this house had cable TV. And they're sitting on the couch, and they're thumbing through the channels, and they find something they want to watch, and it's almost over. And it finishes. And they're like, let's watch another one. I'm like, no, there is no other one. Like, you've got to watch what's coming on next. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> this is insane. How did people even live? But that's the culture that we're in now. Like, they don't understand anything different. AOL, we just talked about that. I mean, AOL was the king of the internet. And now things have changed. MySpace. Who had a MySpace account in here? Remember, you could like change the backgrounds, do like animated GIFs and all kind of horrible, horrible stuff. Who was friends with this guy? <laughs> this was like the original internet friend that wasn't actually your friend. And now we all have like hundreds, some of us have thousands of friends that aren't actually our friends. So it's changed. Google has supplanted Yahoo. Netflix and others have supplanted Blockbuster. Xfinity's kind of a bad choice because nobody likes them. But um, cable high-speed internet has, has supplanted old dial-up and Facebook certainly has supplanted MySpace. So things change. Regardless of where we are right now, all the stuff we're talking about today, the technical details of how we handle ads and how we uh, execute on blog posts and all these other like minutiae are important right now. Don't get me wrong. But they're going to be totally different in 10 years. But there's a lot that doesn't change in business. See, I think business and marketing have basically been the same since the beginning of time. And understanding how to survive through that, how to last... I think, is the most important thing. You see, 96% of businesses do not make it to the 10-year mark. Is there anybody in here who's, who's been in business, in the same business, for over 10 years? Raise your hand high. That's awesome. Congratulations. You're the 4%. And of those 4% that do survive, many of them, many of them don't really own a business, they own a job. You know what I'm talking about? A job, when you own a job, you, you, you work 80 hours a week, but you only get paid for 30 hours a week. And most people that have run their own business at some point understand that. Now, I know some of you in here aren't business owners. You either work for a small business, or maybe you work for a large business, or maybe you want to start a business at some point. And, 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 and so you all fall into different categories. But I believe that all of these things that we're going to talk about are human things. They're relationship things. And at the end of the day, that's all social media is. It's a tool that allows us to connect and develop relationships in a way that we couldn't before. This is a, a chart growth line of my company's revenue for the last 20 years. The first year in business was 1999. I was 17 years old. I was working out of my parents' house. We made $5,000 total revenue split between two people. That is not enough to care for five children. And over time, I wasn't sure if I could make it work. And so you can see it grew very slowly. Went from 5,000 to 10,000, 10 to 20, 20 to 50. But there was a period in there where I wasn't sure if I could make it work. I went to go work with my uncle, who actually owns an insurance agency downtown. And I was going to be his exit plan. I would fade in. He would fade out. It was a silver spoon. Why not? 
because I wasn't sure I could make design extensions work because it wasn't growing fast enough. And I worked with him for about six months while kind of, but kind of put the agency on the back burner. I still did it, but it was kind of an evening and weekends thing. And I knew I'd married the right woman when I went home one day and I was really upset and I just said, you know, I can do this insurance thing and I can make a lot of money, but I'm going to probably hate it every day. And she said, well, do what you love. And so I did. That was the day that I said, okay, this is it. Like from here forward, this is what I'm going to do. I'm either going to win or I'm going to die trying. By the way, when you move from a creative business into insurance, it's tricky because if you're too creative in insurance, you go to jail. So be careful with that. (laughs) So my point is that it's okay to grow slowly. Test quickly, but be patient. Stop selling and start helping. Nobody likes when you show up at a networking event or an event like this. If I were to walk around right now and be like, hey, take my business card, take my business card, take my business card, take my business card. How would you feel? Not like you wanted to have a relationship of any kind with me. But people do that, don't they? Maybe not quite that dramatic, but they do. And on social, they certainly do. I mean, how many people's profiles are just filled with buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me? It's exhausting. And what do you do? Unfollow or unfriend. So stop selling and start helping. Selling has a bad connotation. People don't like to sell. And there's, then there's the others of you. So there's, the, there's those who are over-the-top salespeople, and there's those of you that are terrified to sell anything to anyone. Okay? Because some of you are so turned off by the idea of what sales is. Because you've had bad salespeople try and sell you stuff. Everybody has had a bad experience with a bad salesperson at some point. A good salesperson is good because they want to help you. I honestly want to help you today. I don't care if you buy from me. I don't care if you do work for me. I don't care if you buy my book. I don't care if you do any of that stuff. I really just want to help you. And, and ultimately, that will allow you to win in sales. My uncle told me a long time ago, he said, look, when you're sitting at a table with somebody and they're across from you and you know you need to make the sale, you can't be focused on, I have to close the deal today. You have to be focused on, how can I help this person? Now, contextualize that within every social media platform that you're on. And ask the question before you post it, am I doing this because I want to sell somebody or because I want to help them? If you want to help enough people, you'll sell enough things. I've done it for 20 years in a row. Automate and document. There's some great talks coming up. I know Danny's doing one on um, bot automation, which is really great. We have to be careful with some of those things. We don't want to dehumanize. That's one thing I love about his talk is actually about humanizing your brand, which is going to be kind of interesting as it relates to bots. But automation in all types of areas, find things that you can automate within your social platforms because there's no way that you can manage all of it all by yourself, even with a team. You you need to find areas that you can automate and document those processes as well so that other people can replicate them. It's the only way you can scale, whether it's individually, in a team, in a group, in a large company. you got to document things well. This is um, an idea that I heard recently from a speaker named Ping Jun. Uh, really incredible uh, teacher, and one of the things he talks about is content multiplication. He has a whole course that he teaches on it, and I just thought it was brilliant. I've seen it presented in a lot of different ways, but this was the most concise version that I had seen, and the idea behind it is basically when you shoot one video, you can repurpose that across multiple platforms, right? I could take a talk like this, it's going to be 20 or 30 minutes, and then I could splice that up and create one-minute segments that could go across multiple platforms, 
Then I could go to a service like Rev.com. If you've not heard of that, you've got to write that down. Rev, R-E-V.com. You can upload a video to there, and it will transcribe the whole video for you in like no time at all. And it's only a dollar a minute. Three-minute video costs you three bucks. You get a transcription. What do I have with the transcription? A blog post. Now I might want to have it edited a little bit. We might want to adjust it a little bit to actually become a blog post. But you could take one video, and if it can become a long-form video, a short-form video, little promo clips, blog posts, social posts, all from one piece of content. Finding ways to multiply your content is going to take time off of you because I'm not one of those guys who believes that you have to work 100 hours a week to get things done. I believe in working really hard. I believe in hustle. I also believe in having dinner with my children every night. And I believe that I can run a business like that and grow, and we have every single year for 20 years in a row. So find ways to multiply yourself. You just heard a minute ago um, some examples of where if people are solely focused on a single platform, they can have problems in the long term. The problem with not being diversified across multiple platforms is that if that platform, like MySpace, or even Snapchat, to some extent, starts to take a major decline because another platform steals all their features, and that's the only one you're really good at, and it's the only one you have an audience on, it's very difficult to survive. And so I um, definitely think that the idea of niching down in certain areas creates quick growth. I also like a lot of diversification. You would not have an investment banker who was invested in a single category, everybody's money in one basket. If you put all your eggs in one basket, you can put a lot of them in it. Just don't put them all there. I mean, even somebody like Daryl, who's like YouTube master, he's still doing videos on Facebook. You better believe he's paying attention to Facebook Watch and everything else that's happened there. He's king of, of YouTube. He knows how to do it backwards and forward. But, but he's still got a few other things going on, paying attention to the market. It's okay to say no. Some of you need permission uh, for this. Because you feel like every time somebody asks you to do something, every time you get a request of like, hey, let's grab coffee, let's grab lunch, let's do this, let's do that, you feel like you have to say yes. And in the early years, especially if you're starting something out and you're trying to build relationships, sometimes that's not a bad idea if you don't have anything else to do. But as you start to get busier and you start to have a lot of things filling up your schedule, you have to be intentional about it and you have to be willing to say no. And have other people that can help manage some of these things for you in some of your platforms. Uh, one of the things that Dennis Yu talked about in his master class this morning, which was exceptionally helpful, was having virtual assistants. Uh, and he did a great piece talking about how virtual assistants could come in and help with some of the responses that might not be as personal as other things. It's okay to say no. You have to know why you're doing what you do. Most of you have probably seen the Simon Sinek Start With Why video. If you've not, you have to watch that. Uh, that content and the idea of understanding why people do things. And even when you're putting together videos, starting out with why you're doing something versus just trying to sell something, it's, it's conversation. It's, it's relational. So at our agency, uh, we have our core values drawn up on the wall. There's six of them. Three of them are somewhat more personal, uh, and some, three of them are somewhat more business. So quality, experience, and commitment are all kind of the professional ones. Faith, family, and joy are all a little bit more personal. I believe that work doesn't have to just be work, that it can be fun. I believe that, you know, family can have a part in all kinds of things that we're doing. 
I believe that you can grow a business and grow a social media profile and, and, and do all kind of stuff and still have those relationships offline to catapult everything else. You have to be willing to change. Just because you did things a certain way the whole time um, doesn't mean it's a good reason to keep doing it. And let me give you a good example. Everybody know this guy? Uh, first of all, Carlos and the team, great job for this event. Everybody give them a round of applause. So just a quick story here. Uh, when I first heard about Carlos, I think it was actually on Twitter, but it was on Twitter because he had his profile looking like his Snapchat profile, and I'd not seen somebody do that. He was a, other people have done it since, but he was the first one I'd seen do it um, on Twitter. And I thought, that's interesting. I wasn't on Snapchat at the time. I barely even understood how to use it. It was the first social media platform that really made me feel old, and, <laughs> which is funny because when I started, I always kind of had to hide my youth. Now I feel like the old guy in the room. Um, and Carlos was, to me, from a distance, I didn't know him personally, but I considered him kind of the Snapchat guy. Like, he was the Snapchat expert, and he talked about that a little bit earlier today. He, he went around and taught people how to use Snapchat. He, he taught them how to engage and connect on that platform. But Carlos is not just the Snapchat guy. He has adjusted his thought, he's adjusted his discussion, he's adjusted his education to focus on other areas. So that might have been the niche that got him attention in the first place, but now just recently he launched this social media career academy where people can go online and get educated. This is not, I don't get an affiliate link off of this, just FYI. But I think it's brilliant to see somebody shifting like that over time and being willing to change. Do not get stuck in your ways. And if you have people on your teams who say things like, well, we've always done it this way. The question to answer, ask is, okay, but is that the best way? If you've always done it this way, and that's the best way still, keep doing it. If you've always done it that way and it's not the best way anymore, change. And it's not that Carlos is not on Snapchat or not aware of what's going on there. He certainly still is. If I had a question about the platform or how to engage it or how to connect with that audience, he'd be somebody that I'd go ask about it. But he's diversifying. He's willing to change. He's willing to adjust over time. I want to tell you a story from a couple of days ago, actually. I was taking my little girls um, to a camp for the summer. I have a five-year-old and six-year-old little girls. And they were sitting in the back of the car. And it was uh, the camp, the new, like, Disney thing for young kids. It's called Disney Zombies. And um, it's like High School Musical, but a little more annoying. And, (laughs) oh, Lord, help me with teenagers. Um, and so they were sitting in the back of the car and said, Daddy, put on Disney Zombies. And I said, ah, I don't think I have that song. Which, of course, I knew I did because I have a Spotify subscription. <laughs> I'm not a caveman. And, and then my six-year-old says, just tell the phone, it'll play it for you. <laughs> Pay attention. That's a six-year-old. My six-year-old just told me to tell my phone and that it would give me what I wanted. Audio matters. Voice matters. Not the first person to be talking about this, but audio platforms matter. So last year I started a new podcast called Building a Business That Lasts around a lot of these ideas that we're talking about today. Because I knew that voice mattered. I knew I wanted to be involved in that platform. And it allowed me to have real relationships. It's just a handful of people that have been on there. I've had 30-something episodes that have already launched. We launch one every two weeks. 
and audio has allowed me to be at an American Marketing Associating meeting a couple months ago to meet somebody there who said, hey, you should come to this social media event. Hey, you should speak at this event to where I'm standing right now. See how those things connect? Real relationships in person that were established by the technology. I mean, shoot, I remember when my oldest, who's 13 now, was three, and he walked up to the TV and was like, it's not working. And that was 10 years ago. And so you have to think about how people are using technology. Audio is a weird one because it's like podcasts are replacing radio, but they have huge impact because people can listen to audio while they're doing everything else. You can listen to a podcast while you're washing dishes, driving in the car, mowing the lawn, whatever else. And so it creates multiplication. And then I can take those podcasts and I can transcribe them. And I can turn them into blog posts. And I can turn them into a book. See how that works? So that's what we did. We created a platform around that. And I wrote a book around it. Now all those pieces of content help establish a platform that I can launch from for years to come. It's like Daryl was talking about with the unicorn poop video. Never thought I would say that on stage. Um is it that content is now, they're still using that, you know, years after it was created. It's still making money today. One of the big things that I've loved, it's been kind of a thread from Carlos this morning all, th- all the way through a couple of other speakers, is that the one metric that matters is what? Sales. Impressions are great, clicks are great, comments are great, shares are great, money is better. You have to understand business and relationships to be able to connect with people and grow over time. And you can survive anything that the economy throws at you. You can survive anything that the technology throws at you. When I started Design Extensions, there was no social media. It was not a word that we used. And one of the speakers earlier was talking about not even being called social media in a few years. You see where that's gone? But the agency's still grown every single year. And we're up over last year, which are, was our best year ever, by 35% right now because of these ideas, because of relationships, because social media is just about helping people, about connecting with people, and about caring. And if you do that, you can build a business that lasts. If you want to grab a copy of my book, I'd love you to do that. And you can t- hear a lot of these ideas kind of fleshed out more. Our team, uh, Design Extensions, is also out in the lobby. We're giving away an Apple iWatch today. It's not called an iWatch. It's called an Apple Watch. And we're giving away one of those today. So get out there. Check the booth out at Design Extensions. Our team is out there. And we'd love to uh, meet you. Otherwise, uh, thanks for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Jay. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Building a Business That Lasts. If you want to find out more information or grab a copy of my book, we're giving away free copies right now. All you got to do is go to getjaysbook.com. That's G-E-T-J-A-Y-S book.com. And we will send you a free copy. All you got to do is cover shipping and handling. So if these ideas resonate with you and you want to read a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper, go to getjaysbook.com and grab your free copy today.